Afghanistan continues to be a mess, and it looks like it's going to be a danger to the homeland. Bad news from the CBO concerning the Build Back Better bill. But you know what? It's probably not going to make any difference anyway. California continues to prove it's a crappy state. And New York and New York City wants everyone to vote, whether they're legally allowed to or not. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Okay, now, just in case you don't know it, I live in San Diego. And we've got a heck of a storm going out here. Now, this isn't a storm like you know, Chicago or Kentucky or whatever. But what you're going to hear is you're going to hear a lot of wind. So don't be too shocked if you if you hear something in the background. That's probably just the wind pumping, the rain pumping, everything else. So it, we got kind of a mess here. And I got some good news. My book is now finished. I, actually, I finished it last night. I decided to go in there and, and just bite the bullet and finish the bloody thing well sort of finished it i i need to rip out a rip out an introduction but i'm not worried too much about that so yay me uh i was up late last night glass of wine just got it done okay let's get to the news first off we cannot forget afghanistan i will not allow you to forget afghanistan and this afghanistan thing which nobody on the media is talking about anymore just keeps getting worse. So, Marine General Frank McKenzie uh, was interviewed, and by the way, Frank McKenzie should have been fired for the uh, for the retreat from Afghanistan, that failed retreat in Afghanistan. He was interviewed, and he said the ability for the United States to monitor the terrorists within Afghanistan ain't so good. He said, quote, we're probably about 1-2% to of the capabilities we once had to look into Afghanistan. No crap. That's half the reason we stayed in Afghanistan. And that bungling idiot of a president decided to pull everyone out. The reason we were there with only 2,000 troops was to watch Al-Qaeda, now ISIS. Okay, according to the AP... Quote, speaking at the Pentagon, McKenzie said it's clear that Al-Qaeda is attempting to rebuild its presence in, inside Afghanistan, which was which was the base from which it planned September 11, 2001. You know, it's amazing that everyone has forgotten about September 11, 9-11. No one remembers any of that crap. He said some militants are coming into the country through the poorest borders, but it is hard for the U.S. to track numbers. <laughs> McKenzie, geez, Biden is just effing everything up, isn't he? McKenzie and other senior U.S. military and national security officials had said before the U.S. withdrawal that it would complicate efforts to keep a lid on Al-Qaeda, on the Al-Qaeda threat, in part because of a loss on, of on-the-ground intelligence information and the absence of a U.S.-friendly government in Kabul. The U.S. says it will rely on air. It will rely on airstrikes from drones and other aircraft based beyond Afghanistan's borders in response to any extremist threat against the U.S. homeland. Well, okay, they can say that, but where are you going to launch them from? We have no bases anywhere near Afghanistan anymore. Pakistan. When we gave up Afghanistan, we basically gave up the Pakistani airport because Pakistan made a deal with the Taliban. So we're kind of huge, huge, we're kind of lost out there. We have to fly, I think it's something like 800 miles 
to do anything with Afghanistan right now. Combine our open borders, combine the fact we have no intelligence on the ground, and combine the threat that ISIS-K is creating, because don't forget, ISIS-K, which is that offshoot of ISIS, is actually growing larger because a lot of the a lot of the Afghani uh, a lot of the Afghani security force is joining them, so they're getting bigger. The only good news is the Taliban, Al Qaeda, and ISIS K all hate each other, um, and they're all fighting. So, and then they also have some severe economic and energy problems in uh, Afghanistan. So this might slow this slow them down a bit. But unfortunately, the motivations that these guys have to damage the United States is far heavier on them than whether their economy is good, whether people starve. They don't really care about the people there. Believe it or not, though, I think, and this might be controversial, I think a terrorist attack might be necessary in this country against a common enemy. I think a good terrorist attack might lower the polarization in this country, might make us all focus on a common enemy like we did after 9-11, and maybe bring the country together again. Now, that might not be a really popular opinion. Like, like who wishes for a terrorist attack? But I've said more than once, you know, we kind of need something to bring this country together. And the last time we were all on the same page was the terrorist attack of 9-11. So, California. Let's get to the next story. Yeah, California is doing it again. Um, according to the New York Times, California will once again require residents to wear masks in indoor public settings everywhere in the state amid uncertainty surrounding the rapid spread of Omicron coronavirus variant and rising case rates as the, as the holidays approach. The mandate will go into effect on Wednesday, which is tomorrow, and will remain until at least January 15th, state officials said on Monday. At least. Yeah, sure. The state will also require unvaccinated people attending so-called mega events to show proof of negative coronavirus test results from within a day. If, if it's an antigen test and within two days for a PCR test, and formally recommend the travelers returning to California get tested within a few days of arrival. There is no reason for this, and Newsom is getting crap for it this time. I think this will disappear on January 15th. A couple reasons here. First off, there's no evidence that Omicron is a threat at all. As of today, in the United States, there are 43 cases of Omicron, confirmed cases in the United States, no deaths. In fact, throughout the world, there has only been one death they think might have been Omicron. They're not even sure, and that was in the United Kingdom. In South Africa, no, where this Omicron virus came from, no one died. Businesses throughout the state are bitching and moaning because they're trying to recover from last year, and now they have to set up on limits 
on the number of people that can come into their stores and require masks again, a lot of businesses, especially in San Francisco, which just got off a, a city-imposed mask mandate, are saying, I'm not, I, I'm not the mask police. I'm not even going, I'm not going to require masks. If someone doesn't want to wear a mask, they don't have to wear a mask. The, and they're right. These people are running businesses. They're not there to make sure, they're not the health minister. They're not there to make sure people are wearing their masks. This is stupid. Uh, masks also just flat out don't work. And we have enough information that shows that. All Gavin Newsom has to do is look at the counties with his, within his own state to find that out. Orange County, which has 12 infections per 100,000, did not have a mass mandate. While Los Angeles County did, and Los Angeles County had 15.9 per 100,000 infections. Does that seem like it's working in Los Angeles County, these masks? Sacramento also has a mask mandate, and they're at 16.8 per 100,000 people. Infections and deaths were higher than Orange County in both L.A. County and Sacramento County. So, the whole mask thing is over. I mean, the whole mask thing just doesn't work. So, and this is not about COVID. This isn't about Omicron. These guys are going to come up with this because it's all about, again, control, tyranny. This isn't about the pandemic. As a matter of fact, the pandemic is over. The reason the pandemic is over, we have a vaccine for the pandemic. We have treatments, including the release. The, we're awaiting a pill to be approved by the FDA that is a good treatment for it actually lowers risk for hospitalizations and death by 90% if you take this pill within five days of catching COVID. Even if 100% of the people do not, uh, do not get their shots, we don't have to worry about bloody uh, COVID unless you have severe comorbidities, mind you. I, I don't want to get, I don't want to make a brazen state statement like that but even if a hundred percent do get vaccinated it's not going to matter the left doesn't want this pandemic ever to end eight other cities eight other states all blue states have implemented mask mandates again because of 43 people have catching omicron and nobody dying of omicron except one person in the uk they require you to stay in line, and that is their goal. That's it. That's all they want to do. Okay, let's take a look what else here. here. Oh, New York City Democrats are trying to make sure that they win elections for the rest of time. According to the New York Times, uh, the New York, New York City became the largest city in the country to allow non-citizens to vote in local elections after the city council on Thursday, overwhelmingly approved legislation granting the right to more than 800,000 legal residents. The move places New York City at the forefront of the debate over voting rights, serving as a stark contrast to some states that have moved to add voting restrictions, including 
explicitly barring non-citizens from voting. Now, you, you, you got to love that. God bless the New York Times. Uh, implemented voting restrictions. What are those voting restrictions, by the way? They're talking about Florida. They're talking about Texas. Yeah, those voting restrictions are non-citizens can't vote. Hello? Non-citizens have never been able to vote until a bunch of leftist blue state cities decided to let them vote in local elections. And I'm sorry, having to show an ID during an election, not really a restriction. It's just you have to show your ID. Surprisingly, though, Bill de Blasio is not all for this. Uh, he said he thinks that half the city doesn't think this is a good idea. So already you've got an issue. Again, the city council doesn't care what the people think. They just want their power, and this is the easiest way to keep it. Um, Bill de Blasio said he didn't think the city council even could legally do this, and he does expect that there will be legal challenges to it, which would be great. The reason I bring this story up is give a mouse a cookie principle. Now, mind you, mind you, this has nothing to do with national elections. Uh, the Constitution does not allow for non-citizens, legal or illegal, to vote in federal elections. So that's not an issue. But the give a mouse a cookie principle says, first, let's let the legal residents who are not citizens vote in local elections, and soon you'll have illegal citizens voting in elections. This is one of the reasons why Democrats are so hot to get illegal immigrants on a pathway to legal citizenship because they want those people to vote. Now, I'm going to throw out something that may also not be very popular, and that's to believe that a lot of citizens that are crossing the border might not go too much with the uh, political beliefs of the Democratic Party. Hispanics, for example... I don't think this men can be women and women can be men thing is something they really buy. Uh, the attack on religion, I don't think that's something that a lot of Hispanics from uh, Mexico and Central America, I don't think they like, they buy that stuff. So this could be a double-edged sword for the Democrats. Yes, they can get them to vote, and some will vote Democrat, but a lot might vote Republican. And if you go down to Texas right now, uh, a bunch of blue counties and cities are turning red because they don't like the Democratic policies. So be careful what you wish for. They might vote, but they may not vote for what you want them to vote for. Okay, let's take a look here. Ah, on the third uh, third story of the day, the Congressional Budget Office uh, is basically showing that Joe Biden's Build Back Better uh, program, a bill, could be a lot more expensive than anyone thought it would be. Uh, of course, that would mean that, does that mean that uh, uh, Joe Biden was lying? Well, that's exactly what it means. Joe Biden. By Joe Biden um, is probably lying. In the letter, the CBO stated this. <clears throat> the Congressional Budget Office and the staff of the Joint Committee on Taxation Project that a version of the bill modified, as you have specified, that was from Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham asked them, uh, we'll go 
into what it is later. Uh, modified that you specified would increase the deficit by three trillion dollars over 2022 and 20 through 2022 to 2031. The amount includes three components. Effects usually counted in the CBO's cost estimates, which are labeled con conventional effects in the table. The effects increase resources for tax enforcement and effects on interest on the public debt. Under long-standing guidelines agreed to you by the legislative and executive branches, estimates to be used for budget enforcement purposes include the first component, but not the second and the third. Okay, so what 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 does any of that mean? <clears throat> All right. What the CBO did was analyze, and it was based off a question for from Lindsey Graham. The CBO analyzed the cost of the Build Back Better bill over the course of all the projects being extended beyond throughout the entire 10 years, not just on their sunset date of the programs themselves. See, this is what this is what Republicans are complaining about, and actually, Joe Manchin is complaining about this also. The in order to make the bill cheaper, the Biden created false sunsets in the bill. So let's just say you have a child care program that you want to run. It costs fifty billion dollars a year. Over ten years, that would be five hundred billion dollars. The problem is, Build Back Better, they needed to cut it down. So what they said is they put on a sunset in two years. And then the bill would say that uh, child care would only cost $100 billion. And that's why they lowered, that's how they lowered the bill from $4.2 trillion to $2.1 trillion. Here's the problem. Once a program is implemented... People and people start to depend on it. They usually like it, and it's hard to sunset or end that program. So what Lindsey Graham said: Listen, none of these programs that are implemented are going to be sunset. They're not. They're not going to expire. They're going to force people to vote for it, and these things are going to go the full ten years or beyond. So Lindsey Graham said: Take out all of the expirations for all of the. Uh, take out all of the expirations for all of the projects. <clears throat> Republicans, Joe Manchin, Kirsten Cinema, were all pointing this out if you listen to them. And that's why they won't vote for the bill. It also shows just how dishonest Joe Biden and the Democrats are who are pushing this whole thing. Jen Psaki uh, decided to hold uh, the line when she was asked about this yesterday calling the CBO a fake report. Here enters Peter Ducey. Thank you, Jen. You're not going to believe this. I have another question about Build Back Better. I'm ready. Uh, so the president says that the Build Back Better is not going to add a penny to the deficit. The CBO has this new score uh, where they assume that social programs are going to be made permanent, and in that case it would add almost $3 trillion. So does that mean that President Biden will commit that these programs are not going to be made Permanent. Well, first of all, what we're, you're talking about here is a fake CBO score that is not based on the actual bill that anybody is voting on. This was a ask request by Senator Graham to score a bill that is not currently being debated. 
that is her prerog his prerogative to, to do. Uh, but what our focus is on is on the existing bill that will lower the deficit, uh, that will also, over an additional 10 years, pay for the $2 trillion tax cuts that Republicans didn't pay for. They're welcome for that. So I would say, Peter, to your uh, question, the president has conveyed very clearly, multiple times publicly, that he would like programs, if they're extended, to be paid for. That remains his commitment. But it's important to understand that when you, when anybody raises a question about this new CBO score, it is a fake score about a bill that doesn't exist. Uh, and we should really focus on the actual bill everybody's uh, going to vote on and considering in Congress right now. Notice she never answered the question. And his question was very straightforward. Hey, are you promising you're not going to extend any of these programs? And she just went completely around the question. And because she wouldn't guarantee it, that means the score is not fake. And this part, this line that they keep talking about, oh, it's not going to add anything to the deficit. It's all bull crap anyway. Even if you keep the bill at the $2.1 trillion, it's going to add to the deficit. The original CBO score said it was going to add about $500 billion to the deficit. Who is she kidding? Who are they BSing here? Here's the good news. None of this is going to matter. Next month, we are entering the 2022 campaign season. Nobody is going to vote for this boondoggle of a bill. And even Joe Biden knows it. Even Joe Biden is saying, yeah, it's probably not going to happen. No Democratic congressman or senator is going to want to go into a debate with a Republican and have to defend this this bill, why they voted for this bill. They're in enough trouble as it is with the way the economy is, inflation out of control, debt out of control, disaster in Afghanistan, disaster with Russia, disaster with Iran, disaster with China. They're, they're not going to want anything to do with this thing. It also appears that Democrats just flat out don't have the votes in the Senate. Um, they do not have one Republican in the Senate. And Kirsten Sinema and uh, Joe Manchin are saying there's not a chance they'll vote for it. Joe Manchin said there's not a chance he'd vote for it. He said that today. That there's no way he's voting for this bill. So it's not going anywhere. And the big problem that the big problem that Joe Biden has, he has no he has no strength. He has no way to convince these people because his poll numbers are so bad. Again, they fell down to about 36%. His poll numbers are so bad. He has absolutely no strength when it comes to influence right now. So, I wouldn't worry about it. I, I, I'm thinking, and I do worry, I do not want this bill to pass. I think this would be a very bad bill, uh, but I don't think it's going to pass. I think we're going to be okay. Okay, in our last story, I didn't even know if I was going to be able to get to this. Crime is going insane. And every time, you know, every time I, I think I'm going to talk about crime, either a bigger news story comes out or... Something else happens in crime, and I think I'm going to... Well, let's take a look. Um, thieves made out with $100,000 in watches in a smash-grab operation in Chicago. Woman was killed in, a normally, in the normally safe city of Beverly Hills during a home invasion. Fox News' Christmas tree was burned down, causing $500,000 of damage in New York City, right in the middle of, town, of um, 
the square uh, in downtown New York City. Philadelphia and seven other cities have exceeded their records for murder. Chicago is at 777 murders for this year, which is the highest in 30 years. Smash and grab robberies are hitting all over the country. New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, and San Francisco. And what's the new narrative? Blue cities cities are basically saying crime isn't happening. It's not really our problem. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez said, A lot of these allegations of organized retail theft are not actually panning out. I believe it's Walgreens in California that cited it. But the data just didn't back it up. The number, God, she's an idiot. The numbers don't add up. How about this number? Walgreens closed seven stores in San Francisco because of crime. That's a number you can look up. You just have to call Walgreens and ask. Lori Lightfoot, she takes a little different of a, of a view here, but I, I thought this was just absolutely an asinine deal. She said, quote, we also got to push retailers. I'm disappointed that she can't hide crime like the others are trying to hide. I'm disappointed that they are not doing more to take safety and make it a priority. For example, we still have retailers that won't institute plans like having security officers in their stores, making sure that they've got cameras that are actually operational, locking up their merchandise at night, chaining high-end bags. These purses seem to be something that is attracting a lot, attracting a lot of attention on these organized retail theft units. Jesus. Last I checked, a store is there to sell things or provide services, not to provide law enforcement. And another problem I have with this reasoning from Lori Lightfoot is, um, can the guards be armed? What happens if a guard shoots somebody? What happens if there's a fight? What happens if there's a struggle? This is the same woman who sat there and is releasing people and throwing innocent people in jail who are just defending themselves. Bill de Blasio, who, geez, has like 17 minutes left in his mayoral ship, um, he said, uh, quote, eight years I've been mayor. Index crimes, major crimes in New York City, down 11% over eight years. And we did it, we did it bringing police and community closer together. Well, that's weird. The bottom line is that there is today in New York City a much safer city than we were eight years ago. Now, I, th I believe index crimes, crimes mean they are encompass of crimes. So all crimes, everywhere from pickpocketing all the way to murder. So, yeah, maybe pickpocketing has gone down, but violent crime has surged. The murder rate's up 47% under Bill de Blasio. And the crap that he said about, you know, working with the working with the police, he tried to defund the police. And then when he and then when he realized crime is spiking, he refunded the police. So this guy's full of crap. Then there's a left leading uh, DA from Philly, uh, Larry Krasner. He just flat out said, "Yeah, no crime." We don't have a crisis of lawlessness. We don't have a crisis of crime. We don't have a crisis of violence. It's important that we don't let this become mushy and bleed into the notion that there is some kind of spike in the crime. There isn't. There is not a big spike in crime. There is not a big spike in violent crime. Neither one of these things is true. 
Um, Philly has already broken their all-time high in murders this month, this year. And they still have a month left in the year. Who is this guy BSing? But that's going to be what that's going to be what the left does with crime. They're just going to sit there and say there is no crime. Here's the problem: the people see there is crime, and the people are being affected by the crime, and so their dismissal is going to be ignored. And then people are just going to say, screw it. We'll get somebody else in there. Get that other character out. You're going to see this with Garcon in, in Los Angeles, with the DA in San Francisco. Both DAs are looking at recall efforts. We're already seeing a problem with Wisconsin, with the Kenosha, or the, uh, what was it, the uh, Wisconsin, with the, um, the driver who ran over all these people killing eight of them, I believe. He was let out. This no-bail crap has got to end. People need to get thrown in jail. People need to get thrown in prison. This light sentencing stuff is no good. Or they're just, like Jesse Smollett, they're not even getting They're not even getting prosecuted. Of course, Jesse did get prosecuted after there was a big stink about it in Chicago. But this stuff all has to stop. What's going to happen in the uh, in these blue cities if they keep this up? What's going to happen? You're going to have one of two things, or one that leads to the other. First, you're going to have a wild, wild west all over again. Everyone's going to be armed. Because here's the reality. It's not illegal. You know, nothing's legal. Nothing's illegal anymore. So why can't I protect myself with a gun? And that's what's going to end up happening. People are going to start arming themselves. And people are going to start shooting at each other. You're going to have this. We are already seeing it. Even in my town, you see people are shooting each other, shooting at each other with no real uh, law enforcement around. And they run away. Or people are stabbing each other. I've, I've walked... Uh, I was walking down the street. I saw some guy just pull a knife on somebody in the middle of the street. This stuff is happening. The other is a political backlash. And that political backlash is people are going to get sick and tired of these leftist DAs and mayors and city councils, and they're just going to get rid of all of them. We're already seeing that in the blue areas of Texas. The blue areas of Texas, which are now red. We're going to see a lot of... You're going to see that in Los Angeles. You're going to see it in New York. Of course, that's one of the reasons... States like New York and California make it so hard to vote, make it so hard not to, to cheat in a vote. Mail-in ballots, no ID required, BS like that. Because they just keep getting re-elected all the time. So, okay, visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. Hope you have a great day. This is Gene. You've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.